0: Welcome to episode 26 of Dirt Stories. In episode 25, we chatted with Angela from Move Over Bob about making room for women in the construction industry. In today's episode, we are diving even deeper into the female construction revolution with Kendall Ansel, co-founder and CEO of Bell Construction in British Columbia, Canada. Bell Construction is an all-female construction company with a focus on making labor industries even more open for women. We get to hear her story, how she started Bell, and some of the changes that she's noticed in the industry over the past decade or so. Let's get started. yeah, Kendall, thank you so much for joining us today. I am super pumped to dive into this conversation of the female construction revolution with you today. I have so many great questions. So thank you so much for joining us and helping us learn more about this topic today.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. I mean, it's something that I thoroughly enjoy (laughs) discussing. So it's great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, it's such an important topic and I'm glad that it's starting to become Um, more of a conversation it actually came up I did another interview uh, last week with um, a guy named Curtis Samshi from MGI Mm -hmm. and at the end of it he was like I'd love to come back and talk on about uh, about the women movement and construction because that's such a I think it's such a great movement that's happening and I was like I love that so many people just want to dive into this topic and and are excited about it I'm so glad that that's like the overall feeling of it yeah for sure so to get us started, why don't you tell us more about you uh, and how you got involved in the construction industry?
1: Sure. So um, I'm the daughter of a contractor. So my whole childhood growing up, I mean, we were picked up from school. Um, my dad would have to go over to one one or two of his sites, make sure they were tidy and clean and locked up um, for the end of the day. So we would kind of always spent my brother and I spent our you know, our childhood kind of in that zone, um, always around things. I mean, we were the cheap labor on the job site that would clean up at the end of the day. Um, we would be, you know, getting off cuts of baseboard and stacking them up like Legos and, you know, little things like that. So, I mean, it's just kind of in us. Um, mm-hmm. we both tried to avoid it, uh, coming out of high school and I went to school for accounting. Thinking that that would be a nice change from construction, but I couldn't really avoid it. It's what I'm good at, so I went to school at um, our technical school close by called BCIT, and I did some drafting classes there, and I just completely fell in love with that. And then I, I, um, I, I knew that there was, there was definitely not a place for women in construction like there is now, and mm-hmm. it, I think. Had the opportunities been available that they are now, I would have chosen a different career path, but I went the interior design route mm-hmm. so that it was, you know, a safe place that you could be involved in construction, um, but you're kind of on the outskirts of things and you know because it was it's such a male dominated world. Mm-hmm. And then um finishing that I've I've owned my interior design business for just over 10 years now and I was ready to finally take the jump into this space um and and really kind of find my calling on on what I truly love to do which is construction. Mm-hmm. So we started Bell was just an idea. It was like, how do we break into this male dominated world? And if we do, can we surround ourselves with female trades? Like, is this a doable thing? So the goal, the goal when we started was lofty to, you know, have these purely female teams and, you know, kind of have this different type of work environment. And we soon found out that the women were uh, few and far between, and mm-hmm. very hard to find. Um, yes. And then obviously, the consumer side of things, we had a lot of cheer. I, I think I might be going over my question that you initially asked.
0: No, no, it's all good. Just keep, yeah. I love the stories.
1: Yeah. So, we, um, you know, we back to finding the women. I mean, you know, a lot of them have worked for construction companies for years, we're very embedded in these companies. Um, you know, we'd be driving myself, my business partner, we'd be driving down the road and we would see, you know, a woman in a hard hat in like work boots and we'd be like, oh my God, who is that? We need, to, we need to know her. And we, you know, we've done some uh, crazy, you know, run across the street, give a business card kind of moves. But um, that's awesome. am in trouble with running with those. That now, so that was but um yeah so it was a crazy idea it, we definitely had to come back down to earth um and then we had to deal with the other side of things which is that people I think think that hiring a woman team means that the price will be less mm. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of the world that we're in right now is kind of proving ourselves and and um you know the projects that we work on we we spend hours and and hours making sure they are bang on and perfect. And the customer service is where it needs to be to kind of make space for our team, if that makes sense. So
0: that's super interesting that people would just assume that because it's all women, that it's, that it would be a less expensive or, or a cheaper option to go with.
1: Yeah. And I've done a little bit of digging, um, into that cause it obviously fired a fire in me that I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> many, a sleepless night trying to think about like what this was and <clears throat> it's, they typically think it'll be about 15% less on our wow. than others. So that's what we've kind of averaged it at. Um, And I think that is, has to do with, you know, wages of women versus men.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's talked about a lot in a lot of different industries. So I think, you know, that's kind of where that number arrives from. And then, yeah, just purely that, you know, it's less. So it's just. That's so
0: interesting. It's like, oh, we're going to go with women. Like that must be the, the bargain company to go with.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Huh. So. That's where I am. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Was there a particular moment that you remember that just really highlighted for you this perception of women in the trades and wanting to take that on to tackle
1: it? Um, I think the lack of women on the Mm. sites that I've seen for the last however many years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a designer showing up to one of our construction sites, it was kind of like announced. like It was like the ladies are coming to see the site they're coming you know and it's like clean up the women are coming it's like so there was always this kind of feminist urge in me to make that a little bit differently i don't yeah We announced i don't think we needed to um anything really needed to change and so you know there were definitely some trigger moments but again it was just this this concept like hey let's let's start this construction company that will be female-led and Oh, you know, we should hire email trades like that'd be really cool. And then you know, the crazy idea did not. Um, yeah, like I said, it was like, oh, they are very hard to find. <laughs> so, yeah, in the first few months. So, yeah, anyway.
0: Do you ever find that when you talk to women that are maybe interested in the industry or are kind of thinking about what to do and considering it as a career, when you tell them that you have a company like this, Mm. that it actually motivates them more to be like, well, I didn't know that there were companies like that that I could work for. Like, yeah, I am going to do this and I'd love to come work with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the more people that hear about us, that reaction definitely Increases and one of the ladies on our team, she just she wouldn't work in construction if this company did not exist. So that's a really cool thing, um, you know, a really cool thing that she said to me. And then and then the fact that this is, you know, she's found her happy place with yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. Well, and especially because the trades is such a such a great career path, and there's no reason for women to not look at it as being a possibility as a career path.
1: For sure. And I think, um, you know, it's, you can become a trade so quickly now. Mm-hmm. Get this, you know, with becoming a trade, the the wage is so much more of a living wage than some other positions, entry level positions. And mm-hmm. I think that people like women are really starting to realize that I think we're going to see a huge wave of women in trades, I would say coming out of school in these next two years, because there's very mm-hmm. few in school right now. And we we do get a lot of resumes of people that would like some experience, but we need we, you know, at this point of the business being so, so new and fresh, we are looking for experience. Um, And I'm really excited for once we, you know, in the next few years, we can start um, taking some of these women right out of school. I think that'll be really cool for us.
0: That's very cool. That's awesome. How did your dad react to this? If he was the one that kind of got yeah. you into it when you told him that this was your plan and what you wanted to do, what was his reaction to it?
1: Uh, he, so um, him and I were off to the garbage dump as father daughters do. We <laughs> load up the truck and needed to do a load somewhere for whatever project we were working on. And I yeah. said, hey, I've got this idea and I want to run it past you. And I had been thinking about it a while. I actually ran and pressed my brother first and I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to his reaction. And then, um, I told my dad, yes, as we were driving along and he is a man of many words and he decided to be very silent. So it freaked me out a bit. He was like contemplating. "Aha, uh-huh, Okay. All right. And, you know, and then, and then basically he's like, okay, well, I think I may have to help you. I might have to help you with now. We haven't yet had to call my dad in for anything. That's kind of always a joke. Our plan is we got to call dad, but, um, yeah, in the end he I think he's, you know, really thrilled. I think he finds it very interesting because he's been out of the industry for a while now. So when I talk mm-hmm. to him about pricing and um, you know, situations on job sites, he's really into it now. It's kind of like he's reliving it, but from afar. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. That's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It's weird, you know, you you want his approval, but then you're also kind of following in the foot. So yeah. So he had lot he had lots of emotions going on at that time, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And what a what, great way for him to still be connected and feel like he's passed, you know, his passion for the industry down to you and you're just taking it and running with it into the future. So that must be pretty cool for him to see that as for well.
1: Sure. He's definitely our my number one peer leader. So it, yeah,
0: that's awesome. We all need those.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And you have an exemption from the Human Rights Tribunal of Canada to only hire and advertise towards women to work for your company. Yeah. So tell, like, I want to hear all about that process. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, why don't you just start off by telling me, I know you've kind of touched upon this of of why it is you wanted to hire women, but why was it so important for you to like take this, this very formal step towards yes. doing this? Was it more about like self-protection? Did you want to kind of take a stand in the industry?
1: Yeah. So again, when this idea is kind of evolving, nothing, we hadn't done anything yet. We hadn't registered a business name. We we're just kind of, you know, this is post telling my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I had run into some other family members and they had said, Oh, what are you up to? And I said, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, women, I'm thinking we should need to have some women teams and they were both attorneys and they mm-hmm. both said, okay, we'll just watch. You can't, you can't be posting that, you know, directly to women or be, you know, in job posting saying women only, or, you know, race, like basically gender segregating your, right your requests. And I said, oh, you can't, you know, like, I have no idea. I've never done this before. So they said, yeah, no, you really can. I was like, Oh, that kind of defeats the whole purpose because what I do then is go through, you know, the bazillions of resumes we get and, and only pick out female names. So this is kind of stupid. So I um, did a little research and did find out that we could apply to the human rights tribunal for exemption on basically being able to post directly to women. So it's, it was a very lengthy process. Um, it was probably six full pages of writing. Wow. Stating our case. We did a whole bunch of research for facts first, obviously, before we put this together. Um, and it was an amazing feeling once we received it. So I think it's about like a six week wait after you mm-hmm. submitted. And, you know, again, we're posting things to Indeed for example, that would get, we would get banned from the site. Yeah. We would write women. So they have obviously bots that go in and check all the postings and are looking yeah. at the words and we pick getting and boot it out of the site. So finally this tribe, the tribunal comes in. So basically we have it for five years. It's an example I can po- direct advertise directly to women mm-hmm. Um and then at the end of the five years we basically can reapply to have an additional five years which we will continue to do so I think believe we're the first construction company to have anything like this and as well as the first company to kind of have a women angle so yeah it's it's huge um it's kind of something that we always have in our back pocket. We have not had to, you know, send anyone our number or any mm-hmm. follow-up documentation. I think, you know, once you hear human rights tribunal, you kind of just, oh, okay. That's-
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. they, yeah. This is pretty legit. I'm just yeah. going to trust them on this.
1: <laughs> totally. But it is, um, you know, a, a huge honor that we, we have that. in. I mean, we put in the work for it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. their case being that that men would complain. Mm -hmm. about it um but I've yet to have kind of a a job posting where someone said hey that's not fair or anything like that so
0: yeah other than that what's the general reaction from people when they hear that that you've gone this this far or I'd like that I don't mean that as like going this far but like you've taken that step to to ensure that you can live out your dream for what business it is that you want
1: um it's usually a cheerleading reaction, you know, like mm-hmm. for you, you know, kind of like a, yeah, that's really like, you know, there's a lot of cool things happening, but that's super cool. And, um, you know, a lot of people obviously say it's very fitting for the time that we live in yes. because, you know, yeah. the me too movement, I mean, that's just kicked off a heat. That's kicked off everything for this movement. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I I want to talk for uh for a minute about your Instagram account because I I love what you do there. It's just full of inspirational quotes about courage, about being a powerful woman, about believing in yourself, working towards your dreams. Why is it so important for you to be inspiring the next generation of women, whether it's in construction or just like in general mm-hmm. with this with this movement? Why is that such a passion point for you?
1: I mean, I do think it's because I would have chosen a different route had I have had the doors that are open now for women. And I think that, you know, it's showing that this is a safe place and this is, this is the future. This is, we're 20 Mm -hmm. now, like we're not going back from this stuff. And um, although others may think that we are, but that's (laughs) that's a whole other. Um, I I do think it's just come from, you know, a little bit of uh, personal, experienced and and really feeling unsafe in this environment at the beginning and and yeah you know I, I just don't want I never want people to feel uh, I want to move forward from things and not have people relive maybe what I went through and and yeah. that I went through was dramatic in any way um I just know like some of my first design clients we would show up if I wore you know kind of a more feminine outfit like a dress and heels to a job site more things would get done yeah if I wore just jeans and sneakers wasn't as received you know received as well so there's yeah you know little things that you know like I said nothing terrible happened to me I was I was I was fine but you know opening this company and receiving I did receive a few letters um from women who were in construction for many years and retired out of construction. Um, and their stories, you know, and their motivation is definitely, I think why we, we choose this women empowerment angle Mm -hmm. to Instagram and it's fun. There's so much, you know, and it's, it's uplifting and I think everybody takes something away from it. So.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a great message too, because yeah, the construction industry is traditionally, you know, looked at as being the male-dominated industry that women are now, you know, coming into more. But yeah. it's not the only industry that's starting to see that, and it's not the only industry that does need it. Yeah. So I think it's great to take that message on, not only just focusing on female contractors or female tradespeople, but women in general. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and spending the time to notice them because I feel like get yeah. lost in the shuffle quite a bit and uh, you obviously notice them more, like on the radar all the time for women in trade. Yeah. Who are you with your yeah. importance, coffee and your work boots. We need to know you. But anyway, I love
0: that. That's <laughs> awesome. And you really try to walk the talk too with with Bell. Like I know you guys very proudly promote on your website that you are a proud supporter of the Wish Drop-in Center Society in yes. Vancouver. Um like how important is it to you to to walk the talk and make sure that you're not just, you know, pushing it towards you know, females in the industry, but really taking that extra step and really driving this female support system through in all aspects of both your life and of your business.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think once you take on this big responsibility, like I'm just, it's just my personality that I have to see it through and I have to do it to the best of my abilities. So Mm -hmm. the Wish Drop in Center contacted us. They heard about us. And the facility will only allow men in the facility from twelve to five PM. So they're like, well, hang on a minute. Like we could get like double the work done in a day if we hire a women women team. So it's kind of how they found us and Mm -hmm. we, you know, have been working with them ever since. It's just such an amazing group of people in there. And um Yeah, they're doing beautiful work. But, you know, we definitely – we support our people. And I think that that's also what's being brought with this women movement is that everyone is sticking together and encouraging Mm -hmm. each other. What we don't have is him versus me versus this versus that. So we're kind of – um we're all in it together and that's why we proudly promote wish on our you know even I was with a mom I have a little mom walking group in my complex so we went a little late night walk and I was like if you want to do any charity donations like wish needs the following and I like (laughs) will tell them. and buy these things that's what they need and you know like it's just they're our buddies we've got to look after them as much as they look after us so it's yeah it's everybody's in it together. I feel in this movement. It's, it's
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And your book that you have uh, out now too, Bell and Friends Build a House. Yeah. What was that process like of writing a book, and like where did that idea come from?
1: Yeah. So when we launched Bell, we partnered, or we didn't. We didn't partner, but we um, we enlisted the help of the marketing agency to help us. So they really got the message the initial message out there for us and then you know I had said okay hang on a minute like let's talk about Bob the Builder let's talk about like Bernstein Bears the dad builds furniture so it's like all these kid books that I was reading at the time with my son were so like that's where it was starting is this Mm -hmm. in construction talk so with that team the marketing team I said okay hang on a minute we like where is the issue with women in trade starting and that's starting with our kids. So if we can produce something, you know, the start of something we're hoping to do a few other versions of this book, Mm -hmm. but really start little kids looking at females doing it too. And I think that that's, you know, where this whole idea stemmed from. And this is kind of our first go at trying to, to publish something that is very, you know, neutral and Mm -hmm. inclusive inclusivity for everyone in the workplace so that was yeah. definitely the the goal behind it yeah.
0: yeah and that's also I'm assuming has been well received on on the platforms and everything with you promoting it out
1: totally so it has um it you know it's where we need to put our energy we definitely like jumped off that onto human rights tribunal it was kind of a yeah. it was like in the works all the time, there's, you know, we've got a few other projects that we're working on. So it's kind of, I think one of those things, it's just going to evolve I'm plan on taking it to some publishing things and seeing what we can do with other options for that book. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good, a good place to start. And obviously all my friends and family get inundated with them. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
1: So Yeah. Um, How do you- yeah. I was going to touch on another story. Yeah, absolutely. um, Which we were, you know, we were kind of, you were going back to other industries with women and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that it's not just happening in construction. But one of my stories that I've talked about in uh, some other interviews is the bank experience, Mm -hmm. um, which is just even a woman going to open a bank account, um, I found to be um, a very interesting process because my business partner is a man and mm-hmm. the, even the bank teller would only speak to him
0: really when you were there to talk about like starting your business yeah.
1: Yeah. yes wow yeah that you know so it it did start even as early as you know these ideas and just getting the business set up um I've set up obviously a business before so it wasn't like a new thing for me but going to a bank in a with with a, a male with me, um, mm-hmm. just it's just in you to speak directly to the man. So, um, yeah, we've encountered it in different different avenues for sure.
0: What's your go- to response when you notice something like that happening?
1: Yeah, it's actually usually what my business partner will do, which is turning to me, and actually, she's equally in charge. Like the man, like he feels more uncomfortable than I do. Mm-hmm. But I we're just so used to it. Uh, yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say i feel like we experience that our entire lives right we kind of roll our eyes we're used to being the ones that are kind of looked past so
1: that's right and um two of the ladies who work for us they you know they often go to home depot together and they are yeah they're um looked at differently for sure if people are in there shopping so we have lots of avenues of of interesting interactions with people and women
0: Yeah. I really think it does highlight though, like what you were saying with kids and, and how early it can start. It's, it's all the little things that you don't realize unless you're, you're looking for them. Yeah. It's like, it makes me think of like when you're trying to buy a car or like a new mattress, and then you notice all of the advertisements about cars or like mattresses and you're yeah. like, I never noticed this before.
1: Yeah. Yes, for sure. Sorry. Yeah. You can go. Like I've always said, we can go full feminist route with this business. Like we could go to t- on some of these things Mm -hmm. that's not we want to fit into the space we don't want to be like we yes we want to cause a little trouble but we're not looking to cause a lot of trouble and um so I I mean I'm sure there's other things that I could find in other other moments um Mm -hmm. and I did open my like some accounts at different stores it it was more of a cheerleading response from the men opening accounts so we, we have had you know quite a mixed reaction but I think it's it's good to touch on the fact that definitely banking industry as well as um you know just retail industry it's it's there
0: so many of these stories that when they really get down to the nitty-gritty like it's those stories that that hold so much power because I can sit here and I can ask you like When was a moment that you first, you know, but when it's things that come to mind, like those are the things that people I think want to hear about. And they have the most impact too. For sure. It it humanizes it for sure. Like a lot.
1: And I'm always wearing, you know, I'm always wearing two hats because I started my interior design business, you know, so many years ago. That's normal to me. It's very, it's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have to switch to contractor hat. And so at the beginning, that was really, Hard, like I was with my mom. My mom's a golfer, so I went golfing with her one day. And we golfed with these two other guys, and they were like, Oh, so what do you do? And I was like, Oh, which career should I choose to tell you about? It? Right? It's like, Yeah, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go contractor route on this one. And their faces were like, Oh, really? I'm like, Yeah, so you know, you can have some fun with it
0: yeah that's awesome do you find that the general response from men though is like 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 we've been saying like the cheerleader response
1: uh I would say the general response is a blank look that's con you can see the wheels in the brain moving you're like oh they have to think about it it's it's new they don't quite get it it's Mm -hmm. confusion yeah. Um. But definitely, I would. You know. And then fifty percent of the time, it's kind of like, oh, cool, good for you. You know, kind of a reaction.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's it's becoming more and more of a topic of, especially with the labor shortage that the entire industry is facing. And sure. you know, they've been saying for so long that women are are like the hidden labor force that the industry really needs yes. to continue to function the way that it needs to in the way that it has. Yes. So I think it's, it's definitely become more of a conversation about making room opposed to this fear of like, you know, women are going to come in and they're going to take over the trades and they want nothing to do with us old timers that have been working in the industry for years and years. And that's not yeah. the case at all. No, not
1: at all. And I think a lot of the questions at the beginning that, you know, on other interviews, you haven't gone there yet which is awesome is what do women bring to the job site versus men oh man that question is like okay um so one, they're cleaner that's just the thing we're just women are cleaner that's yeah you know and it's it's i'm gonna tell you about them because it's just so so weird but basically yes women are cleaner we show up on time the job is done it's completed to the end. It's meticulous. Mm-hmm. And there's care and attention to your space. You live there, it's tidied up. It's it, it yes. So it's I would get asked that question all the time at the beginning. And then I kind of started to think, oh god, this is a very sexist response because yeah. these are known facts that women are these things. So yeah. you know, as anyways, I'm happy you haven't asked me that question I hadn't that, but I went into it anyways <laughs> no
0: no well we we've written about about women in construction we have a our COO Erin Stevenson is mm-hmm. is a very strong woman in in the industry and and I've learned a lot from her um in this industry and and just in general with being you know starting a career off as well But we talk about it a lot and we've looked at the studies. There's so many studies that just say, you know, like there's so many benefits having women, especially women in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think it's a really good way to start a conversation to say it's not that women are better than men or that women are trying to take over jobs for men or nothing like that. It's just having more perspectives at a table makes everybody better
1: exactly yes
0: and it just improves the whole process so you know it's not about taking away it's about adding to it and when it comes to you know running a a job site or a business or whatever to the best of its ability having
1: more people is just better yeah i exactly yeah all 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 opinions all walks of life in Mm. all aspects i do i do think that's for almost every industry as well so yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you feel that your passion about encouraging women in the labor industries has evolved over your journey mm-hmm. as an all-woman business owner and entrepreneur?
1: Um, has it evolved? I think when I started my business very young. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're really young, you don't really want to get in the way. Like, you're very... You you know you're like wow look at that you know successful empowering woman but you don't really want to do that yourself you're just kind of like okay I'm just gonna hang out here and see but as you know as I get older I'm definitely realizing that we all need to be stepping into it or no one will be so I think that it's more of I feel more of a responsibility to be in this this space than I ever have um, because you know we have. You know, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like we have so many like role models that, that yeah. we have looked up to that have paved the way. And now it is time for us to step up and step into that. So, yeah. So I would say with age, it's it's growing. And also, you know, I have a son and he knows that mom's in construction. And mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mom fixes things. Dad's in tech. Dad makes dinner. Mom helps me with my Lego.
0: That's awesome motivating,
1: very motivating,
0: yeah, that's really awesome. How have you seen women in the workforce change over the years?
1: We are definitely in the loop of what is going on with the schools um what programs are offering, what grants are available for women in trades, and I think that we are just more heightened and more informed on on what is happening, so for me, I feel like the government and um the construction industry in general is just opening up to women a lot better than it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that's because we are we're just more informed of what is happening. And I and I encourage any woman who is listening and thinking about going into the trades to just do some basic Googling on it. It is amazing the amount of money that has been dedicated to women in trades through the government programs. Mm -hmm. Um, The amount of incentives you receive when you graduate. It's just, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. And it's not talked about enough. I mean, obviously, there's so much in the media to be talked about Mm -hmm. that, that women in trades is not talked about as much, but um, is
0: there a particular like newsletter or social account or website or somewhere that you can recommend to go to that that focuses on this this content
1: yeah there's a few um we always keep up with what bcit is up to so they post quite a bit on women in trades mm-hmm. um so definitely bcit.ca is is you know where we partner and gather most of our in- information from Mm -hmm. but um like even with WorkSafe BC I believe they have some incentives and a few other um yes programs and I can follow up with some information for you with that
0: yeah that's awesome I'd love to share that out we did a uh, a chat for one of our past episodes with uh, a movement called Move Over Bob and she started uh that might be cool for you to check out actually she would probably love to chat with you and do a story on you um but she's based in South Carolina and she does a newsletter that highlights women in the industry and her story is pretty similar to yours started off in the industry saw the lack of women and decided to kind of try to do something about it so it's great how many stories there are about women who not only recognize it but then decide to take action on it I think that that's so awesome
1: that's right. Yeah, it, it, we have a lot more action takers than we used to, for sure.
0: Yeah. Is there a biggest win or something that kind of stands out in your mind that you've experienced regarding women in the industry, or even the work that you're trying to do?
1: Yeah. There's a. There's always. There's always some little ones. Um. But this one isn't like you know major. But we had a wall we had to take out. In a lady's home and we were replacing the wall with a nice glass panel and the our team showed up with giant tools and sledgehammers and sawzalls and took that wall down in front of two little boys and those boys were like "Whoa, this is the coolest thing. look at the look at their tools and they were so into it and i got this text from their mom after like that was like the highlight of the year for these kids, like they go awesome. so into so it's little wins like that for me personally that um, that that mean the most because it's mm-hmm. like that's you know we're we're starting with our our youth and I think that that's that to me is is my biggest takeaway. I mean, my staff might have other things. Um, Usually if they show one of the mail trades how to do something, that's a win for them. Or Mm -hmm. if they can answer someone's question in Home Depot, because we're often mistaken for staff of Home Depot, um, (laughs) they can answer someone's question. they, They take that as a win, too.
0: That's awesome. I love that story. That's a good one. Yeah. A majority of our listeners are men here at Dirt Stories Kendall. So I was wondering uh, if you could maybe tell them directly what is one of the best ways for men to support women and making space for women in the industry?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I take away from uh, the ladies who work for us is that it's the way you communicate to them on the job site. So my message would be that uh, to be treating them as equals. And not less than uh, yeah. often they're spoken to as if they might not quite know what they're doing or might not be able to complete a task the same as men. Um, and I think you, it's important to give the opportunity for those things to be on an equal playing field. So that's that's my my biggest message to to male trades.
0: I love that. That's great. And if you had one message for all the women out there, considering a career in construction or in the labor industry or trades, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's like I've said previous, there's so many opportunities in trades. The starting wage in the trades is more than a hostess at a restaurant. Um, You are going to get a lifelong career and lifelong skills versus um, some other entry level positions. And I think um, it also allows for flexibility for the lifestyle um, or life or life path that that women would like to take. So I would say if you're someone who likes to work with your hands, if you enjoy a um, positive outcome at the end of the day, if you're, you know, like painting a wall is very satisfying for, you know, that kind of, you know, gratification uh jobs then Mm -hmm. trades is for you and or something that you should consider and do the research for um i know that some of these programs i mean they're heavily subsidized so they're actually very inexpensive to go into and they provide you with the tools um actual physical tools at the end of the program so it is it is worth looking into for sure
0: that's awesome And so we're coming to the end of our podcast episode now, Kendall. Do you want to just let our listeners know where they can go for more information about Bell Construction?
1: Yeah. um, You can come and visit us at bellconstruction.ca. You can drop us an email or give us a call. And obviously bellconstruction.co is our Instagram account. So you can visit us there for some cool women empowerment posts.
0: Awesome. I love it. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today?
1: I think that, I think we've said so much, haven't we?
0: (laughs) I think so too. We definitely have. For sure. Well, this has been an awesome conversation, Kendall. Thank you so much for joining me um, and just sharing your stories and, you know, leaving us all feeling a little bit inspired to go out there and make a change in the world. So um, thanks again for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: You've been listening to Dirt Stories, the construction industry's go-to podcast for noteworthy insights and inspirational stories. Dirt Stories is hosted and produced by Dozer, the world's first heavy equipment marketplace and leader for e-commerce solutions for equipment rentals. Learn more at dozer.com. Follow along with Dirt Stories on social media at Dozer Hub. If you have a story to share, shoot us a message or you can email us at dozer.com. Once again, we'd like to thank Kendall and Bell Construction for sharing their story. I'm Jennifer Cote, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Dirt Stories.